Good evening, my brothers and sisters in Christ. This is the day that the Lord has made. We are rejoicing and we are exceedingly glad. Listen, he didn't have to do it, but I'm glad that he did. Didn't have to wake us up. Glad that he did. Did not have to uh, get us here and the activity of our limbs. Did not have to get us on the way uh, of our day and the way that he did, but he did. And I'm so glad that he did. I pray that you've had a great day today. I pray that your Wednesday has been uh, as sunshiny uh, inside as it has been on the outside. It's been a beautiful, gorgeous day today, uh, weather-wise, and I pray that uh, you have experienced uh, the, the great mercies of God, uh, the great blessings of God, the great joy of salvation uh, in your life today. What a beautiful day it has been, and it continues to be. We needed one of these days because it's been stormy uh, for the last few weeks, so we thank God for a wonderfully beautiful day. Pray that it's been a great day of, of, of work or, or relaxation, whichever you've had to do, uh, and pray that it will continue to be that for you as we get into the Word of God. Listen, who do we have in the room tonight? Uh, thank you for joining us. Sister Dorothy Jones is here tonight. God bless you. Sister Faye Foster is here with us. Good to see you, Sister Foster. Ruth Dale, God bless you, Sister Dale. Amen. Sister Cherie is with us. God bless you. Good to see you, Cherie. Josephine Griffin Bronson is in the house. All of the regulars are here. Mother Curry is with us. Good to see you, Mother Curry. Shelba Moore. Amen. Good to see you, Sister Moore. Anita Shaw, God bless you. Good to see you, Sister Shaw. Janice Mitchell, my buddy, my coffee friend, God bless you. Good to see you. Linda Stewart, God bless you. Good to see you, Sister Stewart. Amen. Brother Stevenson, God bless you. Good to see you from all the way from Indianola, Mississippi. Good to see you. Jerome Harrington, God bless you. Good to see you, my brother. Peggy Howard is with us. Amen. You all know what we need you to do. Go ahead and share this with your neighbor and your friends. Let them know that you are watching and 
uh, getting ready to get into the word of God with us on tonight. And you want your friends, your brothers, your sisters to share this with us. Also, we want to say hello to our YouTube family. We don't want to leave out our YouTube family. We know that you are joining us on Facebook and on YouTube. And so we thank God for your presence wherever you are. Some are on the K Chapel app as well. So however you are connecting with us, we thank God that you are with us on this evening. Francis Moody, God bless you. Good to see you this evening, Sister Moody. Pauline Henderson, amen, from Cade Courtyard. Good, good to see you. I know you're holding it down over there. God bless you. Sister Luster is with us this evening. God bless you. Good to see you. Barbara Heard is with us as well. I pray that things are going well. Sister Bass, Cecilia Bass, Cece, good to see you tonight. Reginald, Reginald Vincent, God bless you. Well, listen, Reginald Vincent was my deacon up in um, up in Second Baptist in Danville, Illinois. Good to see you, Deacon Vincent. Pray that Sister Vincent as well as well. Teresa Green, God bless, God bless you, Sister. Good, got tongue tied. Good to see you, Sister Green, our Sunday school superintendent. A lot of S's there. Amen. June Chambers Morris, good to see you this evening. Listen, let's go ahead and get into our prayer time. LT Smore, God bless you. Good to see you. Let's get into our prayer time as we get ready for the word of God. Let's pray to this evening. Eternal God, our Father, how grateful, how thankful we are uh, for this day, this time that you have given unto us, another day uh, that you've been so good, so wonderful, so gracious unto us. And we praise you. We glorify you. We thank you for another day's journey. God, for your grace, for your mercy, for your protection, for your provision, for your goodness and your guidance, we say thank you. Now, God, we ask your blessings as we enter into the study of your word. We thank you for your word and the truth by which we live. Thank you for the promises that we know are yea and amen and that we can claim right now. We thank you, Lord that your word is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And we walk by faith, believing that we can stand on the promises of your word. Hold us and keep us now, as you have in years past. We believe that you shall continue to do it forevermore in Jesus' name for his sake. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. So good to see all of you. Amen. You all are still coming in. Thank you so much for sharing uh, with your friends and with your neighbors and with your family. I want to, um, we're, we're beginning a new study tonight and it, it, it will probably only be for one night. So um, uh, hopefully we'll get all the points in. Listen, there's a song, a song lyrics that that will probably be familiar with many of you who are on tonight. Uh, the lyrics go like this: "Be not dismayed, <laughs> whatever betide. God will take care of you." Hmm. Beneath his wing of love abide, God will take care of you. And then the chorus is, God will take care of you through every day, over all the way, he will take care of you. God will take care of you. It's a simple song. But oftentimes it's those simple songs that are sometimes the most profound ones. The message of that song is the message of our lesson tonight. God will take care of you. We want to talk about God's care for you. And I want to, I want us to um, center our thoughts. I want us to center our thoughts around a passage of scripture. And, and T.A., I didn't give you this one, but um, 
No, you can pull this one up for me while I'm talking. Uh, it's Isaiah chapter 41. Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. And while you're getting that, I really want us to center our thoughts because there's so much that happens and can happen and perhaps has happened in life that could cause one to wonder about God's care, right? I mean, whether it's the tragic or whether it's trouble, whether it's tribulation, maybe it's, maybe it's, you know, you are and have been believing God for, um, for promotion or, or, or for that, 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 that thing that you've been wanting that house or, or, or that degree, right? And it seems like things that you've been believing God for or asking God for or praying to the Lord for, seems like those things just kind of stay just a little bit out of reach. Or maybe, maybe it's, it's, you know, plans that you made kind of blew up in your face. Um, plans that you were making for how you thought life would end and or how life would go or the rest of your story would go and and that plan just blew up in your face and you're left with pieces of a dream pieces of life right whether it's death whether it's divorce maybe you lost your job maybe a friendship dissolved something that a friend that you really loved and 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 for whatever reason you all had a falling out and 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 that friendship has dissolved i mean there can be any number of things that could happen in life that could cause you to feel abandoned feel lonely and that loneliness and abandonment could evolve into depression could evolve into um, anxiety, right? Here's what I need you to know tonight. If you've ever or if you are in such a space right now, God will take care of you. My brother, my sister, that is not just a song. That is a gospel truth. God will take care of you. Isaiah 41 and 10 will kind of center this lesson tonight. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. I need you to just let that settle in your spirit. God says, Whatever it is, whatever the situation is, whatever the problem, whatever the pain, whatever the hurt, whatever the grief, whatever the sorrow, whatever the disappointment, fear thou not. For I, God says, I am with thee. Be not dismayed. For I am 
your God. I will strengthen you. Yea, I will help you. Yea, I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. That, my brothers and my sisters, is a promise that you can stand on. That is a promise that you can hold near and dear to your heart. That God will take care of you. All right. So that being said, let's um, let's try to give you some surety of that reality. How do you? How do I know that God? I mean. I hear what you're saying, preacher, and and yeah, I like that song, and yeah, that verse is comforting, but how can I know for a fact that God will take care of me? Jesus, Jesus teaches on this very thing in Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, beginning with verse 26. Matthew chapter 6, beginning with verse 26. Jesus teaches on this very, this very topic, this very issue. And he presses this point and he uses he uses creation, right, to make this point of God's care for humanity. Matthew 6, beginning with 26, look at it. Jesus says, behold, the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore? If God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? <laughs> Listen, what Jesus is teaching here is that God cares about us and God will care for us. And he teaches this lesson and makes this point by drawing an analogy between birds and flowers. He says, birds don't toil, right? Birds, they, they, listen, they are not sowing and reaping in order to, to, to have uh, a harvest. They simply have their needs met. Now, Jesus is not teaching us to be lazy here. But he is teaching us to learn how to lean and depend on the providing hand of God. That God provides, that God promises to give to us that which we need, which, which ought to cause us to back up on worry, right? Jesus tells this because he's saying, listen, if God cares for birds and 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 sparrows, if God cares for uh, grass and flowers, then certainly what you need, because you outrank all of that. We are we are the 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 jewel of God's creation. God created everything, and then He made man in His image and after His likeness. Nothing else in all of creation is made in the image of God and in the likeness of God except you. You. 
which is why Jesus says, if God is taking care of birds and grass and flowers in the fields and they aren't made in his image, surely when he looks at you, he sees himself. When he looks at you, he sees something of himself and therefore he cares. He not only cares for you, but he cares about you. He cares about you. And listen, I, I need somebody to hear me tonight because I know that some of you are going through situations and you feel like God doesn't care. You feel like God has forgotten about you. You, you feel like, you feel like, you feel like Jesus on the cross when he says, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Which is interesting that Jesus, right? Jesus is the one who's doing the teaching that God cares for us. But on the cross, Jesus himself felt that loneliness. He felt he felt that 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 space of of feeling forsaken. And I'm glad for our sake that God allowed Jesus, our savior, to feel what we feel. That's why we call him our all sufficient savior because Jesus knows what that feels like. He knows, he knows what you're going through. He knows the anxiety that we feel. He knows the loneliness that we feel. He knows what it, what it feels like to, 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 to think that God has turned his back on us. He knows that feeling. And that's why he's our savior, because he can identify with those feelings, with those emotions. So I'm not telling you that there's something wrong with you feeling that way. I'm saying to you, don't let that feeling cloud the fact that God cares for you and God cares about you. And Jesus teaches this by saying, listen, if God cares for creation, none of which was created in his image and his likeness, certainly he cares for you who was created in his image and likeness. Okay. The reason Jesus teaches this is because if we back up one verse to verse number 25, Matthew 6 and 25, we see why Jesus uh, is teaching on this very issue. The issue is the issue of anxiety. Matthew 6 and 25. Jesus says this, therefore, I say unto you, take no thought of your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet your body, what ye shall put on. Uh, is not the life more than meat and the body more than raiment? Is not the, look at that, is not the life more than meat and the body more than raiment? Jesus is teaching this because he wants us, he wants you. He wants me not to get caught up in the emotion of anxiety. He knows we have a tendency to become anxious. He knows that we have a tendency to let the issues of life and the issues. And listen, we all experience the issues of life, right? We got bills to pay. I wish somebody would talk to me. We got groceries to buy. We got mouths to feed. If we, you know, we got other, we got people in our house under our roof. We got cars and the cars 
breakdown. So, so, so we have repairs to make. Uh, we have appliances that break down. Those need to be replaced or repaired. I mean, we got issues. I wish somebody would talk to me. We got issues, stuff that has to be taken care of. We got tuition that has to be paid, right? We got we got to go see the doctor. We got to go see the dentist. We we got stuff, right? And and if we let it, that stuff can get to us and cause us to become anxious to the point that we're living life on the edge. How am I going to take care of this? How am I going to deal with this? If it ain't one thing, it's another. I just finished paying this bill. Now this one came. I wish somebody would talk to me. I I just I just I just took care of that. And before I could even y'all y'all know y'all know I'm preaching the truth, right? And if if you are not grounded in this word that God will take care of you, you will get carried away by the anxieties of life, the issues of life. And Jesus says this in this verse. He says, listen, stop worrying. I'm going to say it again for the person in the back. Stop worrying. Stop worrying. And he says this. Go back to the verse, verse 25. He says, listen, worrying, worrying is not going to solve it. Worrying is not going to solve it. Take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. Is not life more than meat and the body more than raiment? Look at verse 26. Look at verse 26. I'm sorry. 26 and 27. Yeah, let's look at 26 and then we'll get to 27. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I, I messed that up. That, that's, that's on me, T.A. That's on me, coach. <laughs> I'm sorry. 26 and 27. 25, 26 and 27. But listen, Jesus says, Jesus, yeah, thank you. Um, 25, 26, behold the fowls of the air, um, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather in the barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Again, Jesus draws that analogy, right? He says, listen, why are you worrying? You, you outrank birds. That's basically what he said. He said. Why are you worrying? You outrank all of creation. And that is not to, listen, please understand. When God created man, everything in the earth was under the dominion of man. So we outrank all of that. We outrank everything else in creation. And he says, if God is tending to all of creation, surely he's tending to you. So stop worrying. And then verse 27, there it is. Verse 27 says, which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto his stature? There it is, y'all. Jesus says, listen. Worrying, worrying can't make you grow. Which of you by, in other words, in other words, um, if, if it were an issue of thought, right? If, if you just dwelt on, in other words, he's saying, what Jesus is saying is, you're spending too much time dwelling on stuff that's in God's hands. You're dwelling on stuff. And he says this, does dwelling on in, does dwelling on anything make you grow? Can you grow by thinking about it? You can't add an inch to your height just by thinking about it. Right? You can't do it. And worry, worry does not, does not move you further down the road to that issue being resolved. It doesn't add. But can I tell you this? What worry will do? Worry will subtract. 
Worry can't add anything, but it will take away. It'll take away your peace. It'll take away your joy. Worry can't add, but it will take away your, your hope. It'll subtract your faith. If you keep worrying about it, it'll, it'll make less, it'll make your life less enjoyable. Come on and talk to me. And so Jesus says, stop living life anxiously. Worried about this. Worried about that. How am I going to take care of this? How am I going to take care of that? And that doesn't mean that you just throw caution to the wind and don't, and don't have any care about anything. But it does mean that you don't live in worry. You don't live in anxiety. That you can breathe and not feel pressure in your lungs and in your heart because you feel suffocated by everything. No, you know what? Jesus came that I might have life and that more abundantly. I believe that God will supply my need according to his riches in glory. And I'm not going to go to sleep worried and anxious and having panic attacks and can't sleep because I don't know where this is going to come from. I don't understand how this door is going to open. I can't see how I'm going to get out of this. No, God will take care of me. God will take care of me. God will take care of me. I need you to believe that tonight, beloved. God will take care of you. So stop worrying. That's the first thing. Stop worrying. Stop worrying. You can plan. You can, you can walk your way through it. You can make plans and all of that. But stop living in fear. Okay? Stop living in fear. Worry cannot add anything, but it can shorten. It doesn't add to your years, but it can shorten your lifespan. Amen. You, you keep worry on your heart. You keep worry on your mind. Worry, worry can end your life a lot sooner. The stress that worry creates. Worry, worry can weaken your immune system. Worry. Worry is not of God. When we worry, we in effect say we don't trust God. So be anxious for nothing, the Bible says. All right. Um, God will take care of you. Stay in Matthew 6. Look at verses 31 through 34. Matthew 6, verses 31 through 34. Therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Jesus says, listen, God knows what you need. God is not in heaven unaware of your situation. God is not in heaven uninformed of your issues. He knows. He knows what you have need of before you can even ask. God knows. And because God knows, God will take care of you. Some of you are saying, Reverend, I don't, I don't clothes and raiment and, and, and food and shelter. I got all of that. That's not what I need. What I need is peace. He knows. God knows that too. See, here's, here's what I love about this, that, 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 that God is not just looking at your material needs. He's looking at your emotional needs. 
He's looking at your relational needs. Yeah. He's looking at your physical needs. God is looking at your spiritual needs. God knows what you have need of in all areas of life before you can ask. And somebody needs, somebody needs tears wiped from their eyes. Somebody needs, somebody needs depression lifted from their spirit. Somebody needs loneliness pushed out of their house. Somebody, see, and those are things that God knows that you have need of and he cares about. And beloved, God will take care of you. God will take care of you. I know, I know some of you feel forsaken right now. With everything that you've been through, I know some of you feel depressed right now. With everything you are yet going through. The lesson tonight, the Lord knows what you have need of. And God is taking care of you. And God will take care of you. And you may not feel it right now. You may not feel it right now. But hear me. The fact remains, God has not forsaken you. He has not forsaken you. Hang on. Keep walking. Keep believing. Keep praying. God will take care of you. Okay. Um, so first Peter, first Peter five and seven. First Peter five and seven tells us this. Cast all your care upon him. For he cares for you. Yeah. Cast all your care. Watch this, y'all. Watch this, y'all. All. <laughs> See, that, that's 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 what I was just saying, that God is not just concerned about what you need in terms of ma your material provisions, bread and, and and food and clothing and shelter and all the stuff that keeps you up at night. God cares about that stuff that's robbing you of your sleep. God cares about that. Cast it on him. For for he cares for you. Now you say, how do I do that? Let me let me let me try and give you some answers to that quickly. How do you cast your care upon him? Number one, you cast your care upon him daily. It's something you got to do every day. See, because here's here's what happens. Here's what happens. We 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 think that because we did it because i said lord i give it to you right that um it's done and here's the thing about emotions emotions come and go yeah emotions come and go and so with whatever season you're in, you may have to do that every day. Casting your anxiety upon him. Lord, take this today. Lord, help me today. That's that's what that prayer is about. Give me this day. Give us this day our daily bread. That's an everyday prayer. Every day I need to ask the Lord to take this. Every day. I need to ask the Lord to help me carry this load. In fact, don't help me carry it. Lord, carry it for me. Right? Cast your cares upon him. Do it not only daily, but do it faithfully. 
That means that as I give it to him, that by faith, I believe God receives it. By faith, I believe that God bears it. By faith, I believe that God is lightening my load. Faithfully, I accept what Isaiah 41 and 10 says, that the Lord is with me. I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to be dismayed. Faithfully, God is holding me up and he will get me through this. Watch this. He will get me through this season by getting me through this day. I need you to know it's a daily walk, y'all. He will get me through this season by getting me through this day. Every day. Every day I pray. Every day I faithfully believe that God is getting me through this so I can cast my cares upon him, knowing that he cares for me. Philippians 4. Philippians 4 and 6. You all know this verse. You all know this verse, Philippians 4 and 6. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Be careful for nothing. Be anxious, another text says. Be anxious for nothing. Uh, don't worry about it is what that's saying. Quit worrying about stuff. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Paul is saying to us, stop being afraid. Stop being worried. Okay? But be prayerful in everything. So in the last 15 minutes we have together, I want to share with you these promises, promises of God. And remember I said to you that you have to, you have to know the promises that are made in the Bible and understand that God makes promises, um, uh, specific promises to, to specific individuals. And while those promises are for specific individuals, we can pull the principles from those promises, right? We can look at the principles of the promise and see how God moves, see how God relates to his people. So Genesis, Genesis 28 and 15, in Genesis 28 and 15, this is a promise that God makes to uh, Jacob. Behold, I am with thee. I will keep thee in all places whither thou goest and will bring thee again into this land. For I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. My God, my God. Now listen, again, that's a promise to Jacob. But do you see the principles of this promise in how he relates to his people? God says, listen to Jacob. He says, listen, first of all, you can depend on my presence. I am with you. Right. You can secondly depend on my protection. I will keep you in all places, whither you go, whither thou goest. His presence, I'm with you. His protection, I will keep you. Those are principles that we can apply, y'all, because that's the God. That's how God relates to his children. I will bring thee again into this land, for I will not leave you. I will bring you again into this land. And so really, he's talking about provisions there. Presence, protection, and provision. I will bring you into this land, for I will not leave you until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. And again, y'all, he's just saying, listen, what I've said, 
you can be assured I will perform. In other words, you can stand on it. You can stand on my promise. What I've said, I will do. Okay? Promises we can stand on, y'all. Exodus 14 and 13. This is God's promise to Moses. Exodus 14 and 13. Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you this day for the Egyptians whom you have seen today. Ye shall see them again no more forever. God has the reason Moses can say this to the people is because God has said this to Moses. God has said to Moses, first of all, he, he said, remember, he said, be still and see the salvation of the Lord. Be still. One of the one of the things that 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 we do. Which, again, speaks to us not really trusting God. We haven't learned how to be still. I mean, we we get busy trying to fix stuff and fix situations and make stuff right. And and, um, you know. And maybe part of the issue is. We're so busy trying to fix it, we haven't seen the salvation of the Lord. We haven't watched him perform miracles. We think we have to fix it ourselves. Be still and see the salvation of the Lord. Joshua, Joshua 1 and 5, again, a promise. This is a promise that God makes to Joshua. There are some principles that we can see here. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. God says to Joshua, listen, because Joshua is coming into leadership now. Moses is dead. And God says to Joshua, as I walked with Moses, I'll walk with you. As I fought for Moses, I'll fight for you. As I led Moses, I'll lead you. Right? God is saying, listen, I'm stable. I'm steady. I'm not, I'm not some flaky kind of God that that." You have to wonder if I'm going to waffle. I will be with you the same way I was with Moses. I will not fail you. I will not forsake you. Are you hearing me? We don't have to worry because that's the kind of God he is. He's not a God who waffles on us. He's not a God who's unstable. He's not a God who, who, who you know, we can't depend on god says i'm with you and if if i'm with you i'm with you i'm with you okay last few psalm psalm 55 22 psalm 55 and 22 cast your burden cast thy burden upon the lord and he shall sustain thee he shall never suffer the righteous to be moved Cast your burden. Here it is again. God is saying, you don't have to carry that. Yeah. And I, I listen, I know it's tough. Some of you have it extraordinarily tough. And and I don't I don't at all want to minimize what you're feeling and what you're going through, your pain, your sorrow, your grief, the things that cause you worry. I don't at all want to minimize it and act like, you know, it's just a matter of putting it over here and that's done. Because it's not. I told you before, it's a daily walk. And it's something you have to do day by day by faith. 
but I do want you to be affirmed in the confirming promises of scripture. When God says, cast your burdens upon him, the fact that the Lord knows that you are burdened, he knows that you are burdened, that the thing that you're carrying is a weight. It's a weight. It's heavy. It doesn't feel good. Right? I believe the Lord uses this language purposefully because he wants us to understand that he gets it. He gets us. And he understands this isn't, this isn't some light thing. This isn't some easy thing. It is a weight. It's heavy. It's a load. And God says, that load, I want you every day to give it to me. Every single day, give it to me. Every single day, Lord, you can have it. I don't know what to do with it. I can't handle it. Give it to him. And then by faith, believe that he has it. By faith, believe that God is lifting it from you. By faith, believe that each and every day, the load will become more manageable. So last two, last two I'm going to share with you are New Testament promises. Philippians 4.19. Philippians 4.19. <clears throat> My God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Listen, I need you to hear this. I need you to get this. God will supply your need every day according to his riches. Watch this, y'all, in glory. So watch this. What Paul says is the stuff that you're getting is coming from heavenly origin. That God is going to give you what you need out of heaven. Grace is coming to you out of heaven. Mercy is meeting you out of heaven. Strength, strength is coming to you out of heaven. Courage is coming to you out of heaven. Are you hearing me? My God will supply your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. It's coming. It's coming. What you need is coming to you and it's coming from heaven. That's why, that's why sometimes you hear me say, you know, lift up your head and lift up your hands because I believe that's just a posture of reception. Lord, whatever you have from me, for me, I'm ready to receive it out of heaven. Give me that mercy. Lord, give me that grace. Give me that strength. That, that's why you see me sometimes in church with my hands lifted up and my palms open. That's a posture of reception, recognizing my God is supplying what I need according to his riches and glory. God, give me, give me what I need. All right. Last one. Last one. First Corinthians, first Corinthians 10 and 13. First Corinthians 10 and 13. Here it is, y'all. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. 
God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that ye may be able to bear it. Here it is, y'all. There is nothing that you're going through that you won't be able to bear. I need to keep that up for a minute. There is nothing that you're going through that you won't be able to bear. It says there is no temptation or there is no there is no experience. There is no there is no moment. There is no season. There is no pain. There is no problem. There is no hurt. There is nothing that has happened to you except for that which is common to the human experience. Right? And I know, I know our pain is unique, right? Because grief is unique. But it is a common thread in that life and death happens to everybody. It says, but God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above what you are able. But will with the temptation, with the problem, with the pain, with the grief, with the hurt, with the sorrow, with the depression, with whatever that experience is, also make a way of escape that you will be able to bear it. In other words, God knows how much you can bear. See, those aren't just old songs from the old school church. Folks, that's scripture. Those are gospel facts. The Lord knows how much you can bear. And he will with that temptation and that problem Make the way of escape that you will be able to bear it. Amen. Amen. God bless you. That's all we got tonight. That's all we got for tonight. I pray that you have been blessed. I pray that you have been encouraged. I pray that you understand leaving here tonight that God will take care of you. Be not dismayed. Whatever betide, God will take care of you. Let's pray. Eternal God, our Father, we bless you and we thank you tonight that you are the God who cares for us. You made all of creation, but then you made us in your image and after your likeness. So because of that, you care for us in a special way. Lord, I thank you tonight that you made sure tonight that those who needed to hear this message were on this line. You made sure tonight that those who were feeling down and depressed and forsaken and forgotten and lonely, you made sure tonight that they heard this message that God cares for them and that God cares about them, and that God will take care of them. So Lord, we pray now that we will walk by faith, believing that in every situation, that you make the way of escape, that we would be able to bear it, to get through it, to go through it, and on the other side to experience life and life more abundantly. Thank you, God, that we don't have to give up, that we don't have to give in, but rather we can go on. Let us continue to live life by faith, believing that you'll never leave us, You'll never forsake us, and you will give us all that we need. God, right now, in Jesus' name, I cancel a spirit of worry, 
I cancel the spirit of depression. By faith now, we cancel and come against the spirit of anxiety, a spirit of loneliness, a spirit of depression. By faith right now, we cast it away in Jesus' name and declare joy. We declare peace. We declare hope to replace everything that the enemy took. Restore it now with hope, joy, peace, love, and faith in Jesus' name. Build us up where we've been torn down. And we give you the glory, honor, and praise. We believe it to be done now. And now each and every day, we will cast our burdens upon you knowing that you care for us. We ask these in all things in Jesus' name and for his sake we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We pray that you've been blessed. We'll see you soon.